Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky ties down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Ariel. Black boy, black boy. So what is a album or a song that you are like playing like endlessly or like giving you a certain, certain type of mood right now? Like I've been like into a height of music right now and I want to know what are the girls listening to? What are we listening to, y'all? Y'all want to go first? <laughs> like, you, you, no, born, you. I mean, you obviously <laughs> haven't prepared, so go first. Okay. Um, well, I would say I'm going to start with the album that I have been started maybe I'll say midway 2020 because we just found January. But mm-hmm. uh, Ungodly Hour has been looped and looped and looped and looped and looped. As well as um, Victoria Monet, um, Jaguar album, um, Glitter on Fire. Promote yourself. Glitter on Fire, that's definitely has been in um, rotation as well, which is I'm happy about because I'm very critical. And um, the gift still gets played for me. Um, mm. Who else? Uh, it's a couple albums. I've been going to some, some old albums as well, but I would say those three have definitely been in costume. Sorry, bro. Did y'all see like Chloe's Busted Challenge on yeah. social media? I haven't. I haven't. It's all over. Everybody is resharing it. Everybody is. She is grown. I'm just going to let y'all know that now. She is. <laughs> she is grown. I am too. Devin, what's up? What you got? So, um, as you're aware, I have been streaming Magic 8 Ball religiously uh, since it dropped. <laughs> I've been going back and forth between that and um, what's it called? Um, hotel. Since they dropped. And. Um, yes. No lie, I've been playing the fuck out of uh, to you like the. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, oh! <laughs> it's stuck in my head right now. Every time, every time I hear it, I'm already just ready. Like, <laughs> I get when I hear that, I'm like, we you gonna talk hit, about bro. it. <laughs> you got a hit on your hands, honey. <laughs> you got something. Thank you. <laughs> um, for me, I've been listening to oldies, um, Velvet Rope. I just like list started to listen to Velvet Rope. Um, wasn't really a big fan of Janet, and then like I was on social media and it was like talking about like um, um, together again, and I was like, okay, let me dive into that. Let me hear it, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm vibing, I'm liking that, and then of course hotels. Um, it's literally my life. I just am like, girl, you got to get yourself together. You can't be. <laughs> <laughs> all over the place and then a uh, one song is well thanks to Devin Tevin Campbell uh okay. it's, it was um bring the world no come Bra- back to the world yeah come back to the world come, come back, back to the world. world Devin we like play music all like we just send each other songs or just like listen we have like the same thing so like when he told me about this song I was like gotta find it and I was like and then like no Tevin came out the pocket like boom I think it was not playing that song is great shout out to Rasan Patterson for that shit Mm -hmm. because that shit slaps 
and him too, Rashawn Patterson. Like I was definitely him, uh, yeah. Babyface, and uh, Tevin Campbell. I came up with like a playlist, like because they all have like this certain sound. It doesn't all sound the same, but it has a little bit of similarities. Like I love live music, um, yeah. so like I love live bands. So like I have a playlist, and I'm just like I don't know who I'm listening to right now, but they all are. Oh, and then last but not least, um, Babyface and Tony Braxton uh, love a divorce, love marriage, divorce, or love divorce and marriage. Yeah. Yes, that is the album that I am like. Is there, there's a song on there I think I like. So you, you, y'all, y'all indulge in the legend. That's the, that's the <laughs> we love music over here. We are an un, we are uncategorized music podcast. If you all, we, correct. <laughs> we are unclassified. Stand the tunes, darling. Yes, <laughs> but we're gonna get into the show. What is up, everybody? It is your boy Lord Devry. And I'm Derwin King. And welcome back to another episode of That Black Boy Joy, where we create a space where Black boys can be themselves. And so much more. And you all, as you all can tell, we have a guest in our building, a lovely guest. We have singer, uh, writer, and producer up in this building, Warren Dumas. He is in the building with us for today's episode, all about him and his lovely project that he has out right now, Glitter on Fire, which you all need to stream because it is fire. But first of all, Warren, what is up? How are you? I am doing well. I have been busy trying to, you know, stay afloat and promoting and also like rehearsing just in case of live shows in in the future. And, um, you know, just working to make sure I build this empire. And yeah, so I'm here. <laughs> yes, well, I'm glad you are like, you're consistent, like you're preparing for a live show because you never know when somebody might call you and be like, I need you to perform on Zoom. <laughs> you know that they will. <laughs> I know. No. Oh, sidebar. Okay, so, okay, never mind. We're going to save that for Hot Topics. So, um, wow, because I was like, I was ready to jump into the inauguration. <laughs> but we're going to save that <laughs> for that. But we are so excited to have you on the show, Warren. We will be definitely diving into who you are, your artistry, and things of that nature um, a little bit later on into the show. But of course, like we always do, we dive into our Black Boy Joy Spotlight for the week. And this week's Black Boy Joy Spotlight is a man by the name of Brian B on social media. He is actually known for where the hood niggas at. What a hood nigga is that? Like, period. We need that energy. That is my motto. Social media star and also a business mogul with his business, Be Fabulous, where he sells luxury Brazilian bundles, which I did not know. He sells, he's a mogul as well. Um, You may have seen him on his bold personality all over social media on people's profiles, such as Tiana Taylor, Winnie Harlow, Kay Michelle, and others. But he's unapologetically himself. He is bold brass and beautiful and we just love the um inspiration that he has when he walks into a room he literally has all eyes on him and i love that and he always emphasizes just slaying and being yourself when you walk into some place shut it down all eyes on you if they're not looking at you then you are an unimportant so i really appreciate that i also just love where the hood niggas at <laughs> I literally see it every day. <laughs> I will like bust out of my room and like my roommates will just be minding their business and I'm like, what nigga that? <laughs> yeah. So if I could say that in, at my job, I would walk in and say, like, good morning, where the hood niggas at? You know, yeah, I would say that. But of course I work with these corporate white folks. So you know I gotta still stay, I gotta keep mm. my blackness. I gotta keep my blacklist a little bit intact. But we just wanted to say, um, keep serving that black boy joy magic and continuous 
continue to be unapologetically yourself, Brian B. And all you all check them out on Instagram at Brian B. That is B-R-Y-A-N-T-B-E-E on all platforms. And now we're going to get into our hot topics, which I only got one that's really important to me right now. And it is the inauguration. Of course, it's the only thing that we really can like get into because we've seen the fashions, we've seen the hair, we've seen music. So let's dive into it, y'all. Devin, I know you're ready. <laughs> I see you, Devin. <laughs> no, because there were just like, there were so many thoughts. Like, okay, first of all, shout out to the end of at least a portion of the awful era we've been in the last four years because um, I low-key have like some intense trauma just like watching the press conference today uh, with the um, press secretary, <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like so shocked that she's like telling us things. Like, I'm like, whoa, what? The truth? This is crazy. And it was like so crazy. I was so relieved that I just like waved at her like when she was leaving as if she was in the room because I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yesterday I was just, I watched the inauguration for the sole purpose of just like trying to wash out um, the rem- the remnants of our previous administration. Um, it was a lackluster inauguration. There was absolutely nothing spectacular spectacular about it. It was actually so lackluster that the <laughs> most interesting thing to happen is um, Michelle Obama's hair. She just looked amazing. Um, she looked spectacular. Um, uh-huh. Literally the most spectacular thing to happen the entire day because then JLo sang and she did okay. Don't know why they invited her. I have, I assume it has something to do with her being a brown woman. Um, and their this administration is going to do a huge diversity and inclusion push, which they've already started, which I super, of course, I support. Equity is great. Um, but that also means that they're going to go through extraordinary lengths to make sure that we are we associate this administration with diversity and inclusion. So yeah. here we are with Miss J Lo that no one asked for. Steady trying to make her mark as a legend, honey. We love the effort, honey. You know, thing that women, you know, people who have been in the industry as long as she has and now her age don't have to try so hard. But here we are. Welcome, you girl. Know, so Welcome. first of all, I just found out, y'all. Christina Milian like literally sung a song, and like J Lo was like her voice. Jada was acting like her. What song was that? Yeah. Um, DJ play that song. No, I don't know. It was a song. Was it that way? I don't remember what song it was that Christina Milian wrote and literally sung and they just put J-Lo like she did with Ashanti's voice. It looks like she has a history of taking black women's talents and applying them to her own. She's like Ursula. They're (laughs) all. She's like Ursula to me. I'm like, but the Latino version, Latina version. I'm so sorry. You know what? I really just went in. Poor thing. She's a part of the club. You know, Beyonce is one of the many people who has, you know, had the opportunity to sing at the inauguration and the inaugural ball. So she can at least say she's halfway there. Oh, there. Let's let's go right to the fashions. Who? I mean, I was loving the fashions. Um, I definitely was here for the lavender. The the like trend was like lavender, like Michelle Obama. Um, we also had Miss Hillary Clinton up in that joint. It's just like an old family reunion. Like all these people's over here. Like we've been here. Like we back. This is we gotta we gotta bleach this place. We gotta get all this like uh like orange dust off the building. Like it's like a deep. <laughs> Do. I don't think it did. I don't think that's completely unprecedented to my knowledge. Um He's or at least the last administrations <laughs> for the like exiting president to just not be at the inauguration. Like, it was weird. It was really weird. It's getting weird. 
Yeah, he definitely went out the back door. Like, I didn't even leave a thank you note. He just was like... Oh, but he did. <laughs> Apparently he did. He left a note for Biden. I don't know what it... Nobody knows what the fuck it said. I mean, we can only imagine what the fuck the shit said. But there was a note left. A note okay. Left. I'm excited. I, so, oh, that's the Super Bowl. I So I thought Jasmine Sullivan... I told my sister Jasmine Sullivan was singing the national anthem at the inauguration. <laughs> I said, y'all, we went to hotels. It was so uh, Jasmine Sullivan will be um, singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl, not at the inauguration. So sorry, sister. When is the Super Bowl? Is that next month? January 31st. I don't know. know. Y'all, I'm just playing. (laughs) This is one of the first first years where, you know, football season has just come and gone, and I didn't have to be concerned about it even in the slightest. Do you know that I haven't seen even a, a second of a football game this year i am just so thankful i can't believe it took a pandemic it took a pandemic for football not to be in my face like wow not going to work and talking to niggas in the office i don't have to hear about what the rams did and who the saints lost to and the washington team sucks or whatever like who gives a motherfuck because i don't all i all i want to hear is who got eliminated on rupaul's drag race last night Who was tooted and booted? They can tell me about the sports if they tell me who's single. Who's looking? Who's looking? Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was that. Um, we also had Katy Perry perform. Uh, we had, you know, Lady Gaga over here giving us uh, Katniss Everdeen. We had, um, du- uh, wow, I said Dua Lipa, Demi Lovato. <laughs> Whoa, Demi Lovato was there? Demi Lovato. What yeah, she was, but she was on a Zoom. She was like that late night show, her and like Katy Perry. They were definitely like, they got late. Yeah, they were like, if you continue to watch it, it was like they had those two performing. They both sounded good. Katy Perry performed Fireworks. And then, um, child, I don't think uh, Demi Lovato did her song. I think she did some black song. I think it's if you want to be that. somebody, if you want to go somewhere, I don't know. I don't know if that's the song that she sung. <laughs> Attention. I feel like what's I don't know I feel like she sung something black some real black I can't even think about it like I it probably was like we are the world I don't know you said what surprisingly I haven't seen a clip of it yeah. you know it's it's all over like TikTok I mean sorry Twitter I don't I'm mixing up things today it's all over Twitter um just look up Demi um I'm mixing shit up and I can't get settled <laughs> you said what I said, you mixing shit up and I can't get settled, honey. I'm trying, trying my damnness to settle in here, y'all. So sorry. Listen, I am just, listen, it's so irrelevant to me. Like, it, that's why I keep mixing it up. I'm just like, Dua Lipa and um, Sh- uh, Shakira performed, and that's not even the case. Shakira. I can't even, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> they weren't black. That's the. What was their black performance? I mean, the poet was. Shout out to Amanda. Oh, oh, oh. My roommate just told me um, Yolanda um, Adams sang. I would have preferred oh, yeah. to hear her sing um, Amazing Grace to um, Garth Brooks. Yeah. She sung the night before the inauguration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She sung Tuesday, um, Tuesday night. I got to watch that. But in other news, um, we've talked about Amorphous on the show as our Black Boy Joy Spotlight, but he actually had Rihanna clear his Luther Vandross mashup for Fat Joe's new single, Sunshine. And I'm and just super Luther excited. Vandross is a state, too. Is a state. 
Oh, a state. Yes. <laughs> I said, it's a state. Yeah. So they, I, well, it just says, says Rihanna cleared Luther Vandross in that show. I don't know if she speaks for both of them. But <laughs> no, she can't. Literally not possible. You see, because you see what they're doing with Aaliyah stuff. They like, you still won't get yeah, it. Yeah, they will absolutely sue the fuck. That's how uh, Robin Thicke and Pharrell got sued. Marvin Gaye's estate definitely got their asses together. Mm. Well, I'm super excited to see Amorphous uh, with this um, single out here. I'm going to try to stream it as much as I can. I see the video. It is very much Miami. Um, just love it. Um, we got uh, P. Diddy up in there doing his, his um, I'm about to say shooking and jiving, but he's doing his, like, you know, two-step. I'm trying really hard not to put you in an uncomfortable decision, Warren. I'm going to say this real quick. And you are obviously excluded from my opinions on this, but... Mm-hmm. Niggas got real scared seeing that picture of all them around Morpheus because they was like, oh my God, is this nigga ready to lose some coin? They about to get his ass. That's why he had the tweet and he was like, um, it's just a video, y'all, because them people were like, the vultures, the sharks are swarming, y'all. They they swarming. So wait, they was like, oh yeah, Warren, you was asking Warren. <laughs> I, 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 I gave him a chance to bow out on that one because this one's gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friends messaged me that video. Yeah. But, you know, it's everybody has their narrative of, you know, what goes on. So I can understand. <laughs> I respect that. Look, you are already, look, you are here, honey. I don't know what's happening. No need for media training is what's <laughs> happening, okay? <laughs> look, okay. He over there with Beyonce and um, T over there with Beyonce's team. They just. <laughs> I just smile and this is good for everyone. This is good. <laughs> so wait, what was you? I do want to say shout out to Amorphous. It's it is such a pleasure to. Um, I don't know when you guys uh, were exposed to him, but um, he's been making music for a long time. So I love seeing people that I know are talented. I always say all my faves always have their moment. So you, that's why I know you, you got Max Arn. Because it's true, man. Ariana, Doja Cat. Like, if I stand, baby, they're going to get there. Trust and believe Janelle Monae. Okay, I'm done. But um, I, I was looking on YouTube, watching his mixes. Um, and I was like, man, somebody's got to figure out that this kid is talented. So it is only a matter of time. And as I've said before on this platform, when you give your time, you perfect your craft, you're passionate about it, you're going to reap the benefits. So it was yeah. inevitable. It just was so crazy how quickly it happened. It, yeah. you, you just get that one moment and then it 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 just blow you blow up. It's like it's amazing. Like I've been listening to um, Amorphous on YouTube with his mashups of Ariana Grande music. Like anything that was Ariana Grande, I was like living for his mashups. Specifically with positions, he did phenomenal with mashups for all of the songs on positions. So I'm really excited to see um, a young man up in here doing what he loves and is just having a ball. Like. Yeah. Let me just play, let me just put these beats together and fuck the world up and take it by storm. And we love that. So I'm excited to see what um where he goes. I'm ready for an album. I don't know what that's gonna look like, but he's gonna be on his DJ Khaled. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, yeah. I, I started following him over the summer last year and like I was like, this this is hot. Like it's all the songs that you love and it was placed perfectly for me. It was just hitting that like you had no choice but to feel it Stand. and over the, the last few months from what it is, it's, it's, it's like watching a star become right in front of your eyes. So I, 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 I,
had all the artists that you've seen before that became like that's how I was with Ariana Grande and Washington Ashe. Like, you know, when you when you go back there and you blossom over three years. Yeah. We can we we can't hear you just a little bit. Um how close are you to your mic? Um, right here. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, give, there give we go. It. We want the we want the listeners to hear you. Gotcha. <laughs> I did the... hear you co-sign um on watching your faves uh get that moment. But you know, this is also this is what happens when you stand talent, honey. All right. Devin got that ear. <laughs> Devin has that ear. That, and we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk we about that. We will. Okay. And we are about to move right on in. We are going right in. We kept it. Come on, Devin, go. No, no. No, you, you you go ahead. Well, let me. You sure go, go, go. I do want to go back to the inauguration for like two seconds. Go, um, sis. Because I do want to give the girls their time to celebrate and have fun and everything. But I just want everyone to know that you guys are going to pay their price in hell for all the corny ass memes that you put out there on the inauguration day. That shit was tired and it was sick. When I saw Democracy's Child, I actually spit. Like, I was so <laughs> I'm so angry. I saw the one where somebody had uh, Michelle Obama with her finger going, Joseph Rayshon Biden, you better do what you said you was going to do. Oh, my God. I understand that the pandemic has us all out of sorts. I have I understand that we're all residually traumatized from the freshly coming out of the Trump administration. But let's all recollect our scruples, por favor. Let's yeah. let's just do that. <laughs> I'm sick. What I witnessed yesterday was a catastrophe, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves, and you'll pay the price in the afterlife. Know that. I just love Biden. I just love the videos of Biden looking like, I'm going to just show up, you know, and just, oh, this is like my second to-do list. Like, this is not a priority, but it's, like, he just very much gave me very comfortable. I did not get the business. I didn't get the casual memo. The most <laughs> underwhelming thing about this administration, so many superb things are happening with the people he's bringing on board, which is great. You know, I love a leader who can see talent in others. It's just so interesting that the most, the least exciting thing about this, this Biden administration is Biden himself. <laughs> it's everybody around Biden, even Dr. Biden, everybody is like, yes, fashion. We yes. Love you. Oh my God, everyone. <laughs> Come on, Dr on dr jill uh, we all here for it um and i actually do have high hopes for uh, a Biden administration i think yeah. on the way here i was very hesitant we're here so there's not really much i can do now i'm yeah. very satisfied I, I will let that be known that mr critical is satisfied i am satisfied what? i have no idea what the next couple of weeks or months are going to look like and you already know that i've anticipated some mess chaos but as of where <laughs> chaos for real Devin, Devin has thought nothing of nothing high of anything that's happening he's just like trump is out but girl we're not gonna forget okay because we still have things coming yeah his, I, yeah i did see his executive day one orders and i was like girl this is a lot you gotta fix you gotta reverse so many things also he is moving studio loans extending it to september so i said oh. i was never gonna pay it mm-hmm I seen student loans and I said I wasn't gonna pay it anyway. So <laughs> you can go ahead and forgive that ten thousand. A bitch like me will be smooth for the next. I mean, that's it. That's my, all my loans. But still, I just need it. Just bless me, God. Yeah. So he's definitely in. The, he's doing a lot on his day one. I didn't see anything about adding more. I mean, I did hear two thousand. That might be on a day two or day three. But I definitely know his day one was some student loans and then reversing all of these damn racial issues that Trump has um, put in place. So 
disgrace he was. He's out. Him again. He's out. I don't think we have to talk about him again. He has no Twitter, so. Well, we'll see about the impeachment process in the Senate, and then we'll we'll figure out if we end up talking about him again. We will, we will figure that out. But we are here. We are back with the meat and potatoes, honey. We are with the, wow, wow. <laughs> we, are, we are moving on to the reason we are here today. Our lovely guest, Warren Dumas, is in the building. Welcome, First of all, welcome. thank you so much. It was a quick DM, and you said yes. And I was like, oh. I didn't even have to email him. I didn't have to go through his PR team yet. Yet. You see how I said yet? You, okay. I love it. <laughs> yet. We're going to get through it. But I just love how it was like very like, um, we was on the same level. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. you know, my team. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we really are excited to have you. Are your project. We're going to talk about that before we even, that's first of all. Warren, tell us about who you are and how you got into music. Yes, please. But, but, but start. We just with, are so giddy. Where you from? Tell us that first, because I'm going to tell you why I'm so curious to know that. Okay. So, um, well, first of all, thank you guys for even inviting me. Like, seriously, like, I love y'all energy and like, to be here is really fun. I'm super excited for real. Um, so, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. No one thinks I am. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't I cross my mind. <laughs> I would have put you in Texas. You're from Texas? No, I said I would have put you in Texas. Really? That's crazy. Well, no, like, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Literally lived all across east, west, north, south, and the heart of downtown Atlanta. So, um, it's my home. And... Um, everything about me is like, you know, city with country at the same time. I get it. Um, I'm, you know, a, a, a normal person, but I'm super dramatic at the same time. But I'm sure y'all can understand, like, I feel the energy. <laughs> we are two drama kings. Queens, if you want to call us, or G- queen. Yeah, like, Gen- you going to give me my KW. <laughs> <laughs> Just king or queen, bitch, we are dramatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, I fell in love with music when I was like, I want to say maybe six or seven. Like I've always, you know, heard music, but I was really like a shy kid and I was always to myself. Um, but when I was around, I want to say seven or eight, um, um, of course I was learning who I was also at seven. I knew that I was queer already and I knew what I wanted to be around. And um, I remember seeing some girls auditioning, for, well, trying to get people to audition for chorus and I always felt comfortable around women. So that pulled me more into that. And of course, music is, is music. So um, I went into that and my, my teacher kind of basically built my confidence to, to be one of the solo singers in chorus. And that was the only way that I could express myself and, and be free. Other than that, I was really like like timid or I would walk in the, the cafeteria and face like this. Like mm-hmm. it was hard to socialize with people because I grew up alone until my sister came. But um, during during the music, it, I found out that I really loved like just making sounds and playing with my voice. And then as time went by and learning myself, I realized like that's my passion and um, creating is something that I love to do. So that's gonna be fun. Well, also artists, a lot of great artists like Whitney Houston was the first singer that I heard on the radio um, growing up, and I was I fell in love with her her voice and like I wanted to imitate that and just. Seeing her persona, of course, we all know Whitney, who was very, you know, yes. performer. That was <laughs> yes. she was she was she sang too. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, watching that and James Brown and seeing Michael Jackson, and then uh, uh, when I did start chorus, I fell in love with, of course, the Queen Beyonce, mm-hmm. and um, that's what really sparked everything. 
honestly. So that's a little background. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was um, that was very nice to hear because there's obviously the making of a lecture. <laughs> I'm making speak that all today because um, I really mean it. <laughs> we don't know. We're putting this in the air. Like I, I, I love it. Seriously. So I wanted the reason why I wanted to know where you're from is um, because um, and I don't want to put too much in this uh, because you are absolutely your own artist. Um, but the same sort of like unique qualities um, or defining qualities of Beyonce, I can like see in you. Um, <laughs> but hearing that you um that you have been an appreciator of the craft for as long as you have um is certainly pleasing to hear because i think it gives you some credibility um so i'm gonna don't be surprised if i give you flowers like every five minutes while you're here today well i appreciate it <laughs> listen it's this is what we do here we want to embrace and celebrate us and all that so i i love it um <clears throat> Who I know you t do you have like anybody that's like your like um go to wow sorry your artistic your music artistry who is the person that you like absolutely adore and love like out of the people that you mentioned or did not mention? Um I well of course the obvious is of course B. Um but there are definitely plethoras and some people that you wouldn't expect. Um like Erica Badu who plays with so many different sounds. Like I'm still learning my my sound, but I I want to expand musically. So people like that or Prince who just created his own like just world of music. Um, I also love, uh, gosh, it's like when it hits your head, you like, you like, oh no, your brain, you see, I did the same thing. I stumbled. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah. Um, but of course, Michael Jackson, who has just a catalog for years, um, Stevie Wonder, um there mm. even patty labelle because of her dramatics and her voice is so unique like her technique is it like there's so many parts of music that you can pull from to create your own mm -hmm. and so people are definitely the legends for sure um but then there's also um people in our generation like justin Timberlake. um there's uh, even lady gaga at times because she plays around with different sounds and just creating her own uh, persona around her music um, as well as Solange, who is one of my main pinnacles because she has no limit. Like, you can't even put her in a box. So those are a lot of people that I pull from when it comes to melodies or when it comes to um, just elements of music. Mm -hmm. And what do you think makes you, like, stand out from artists right now? Like, what is something that you, like, people could come to me and get this? I feel like, um, well... I know that. I know, yes. <laughs> well, I really know that I possess um, the ability to bridge all gaps. Um, even though I'm very unconventional, and of course, in the music industry, being queer is not, you know, the most popular thing. But I feel like because of me being queer and having the ability to pull any ear, I feel like that's what sets me apart. Um, I, I, do, I do believe there are other other artists that can do the same, but I feel like with my myself, it, I'm already a contradiction, and I'm already something that people are trying to not uh, move towards to. But you have no choice but to move towards to because of the, the sound. It's not really narrowed. It's, it's, it's a 
topics are every every human being can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Um and the art it's it's you know, even though it's queer, it's still overall art. Like you have no choice but to appreciate it. That's that's what I feel. Yes. Profound. I I have two follow up questions with that. My first one is when is your birthday? What's your sign? I am an Aries. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay. We love a fire sign. And then my, I'm also uh, my moon sign is Aries as well. Wow, not a double fire. <laughs> what about and the rising, honey? What's here? The rising is the opposite the the sister sign, uh, which is Libra of Aries. Mm. And it's wow. funny. My mom and my sister are both uh, Libras. Um, but um, and my birthday is exactly um, April thirteenth. Oh yes, March twenty sixth. Yeah. Are both Aries? Or excuse me, it's a couple of days. <laughs> I'm an Aries. Okay. Devin is not an Aries. I'm I... Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just love our fire signs. I love, like, when Stevie was on the show from him podcast, literally mm. the fire, I was like, Aries, yes. <laughs> I wanted to know how you came to the conclusion, number one, um, that you are a bridge, and number two, Two that um, you're a contradiction. Um, well, one the bridge is because uh, growing up, even though I mean I've always been myself, I I could never hide it. Um, but I I just think um, I'm a people person, and you know most people are always dividing people about how they look and their background where they're from but I had all types of friends like whether one is from another country another one's from down the street another one's you know more hostility another one's more just like you know but I, I can relate to all types of people so and I and I never put my I, even though I'm different as for like you know my, my characteristic in society I always can find the common denominator in everybody so I, I feel like that's what can always making bridge with other people I can tap into. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also an actor, so I can put myself in people's shoes. So I can relate to what people are going through, even though it's not something that I personally experience. Um, so that's why I feel like that can, I can see different perceptions and, and bridge the gap. But um, what I think is making me, um, what's the second word that you say? A contradiction. A contradiction is, that you know, people don't expect someone queer to be able to, I guess, equate to whatever society says is the standard. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, though I can wear girl art article clothing, or I can wear my earrings, or I can sashay, but I also can still be, you know, in our own community, we have this thing about femininity and masculinity. I believe that I'm truly androgynous. You know, I don't shy away from my femininity. I'm, I never can because that's that's my DNA. That's you. Yeah. But my masculinity is still there at the same time. And I feel like <laughs> in today's society, that's a contradiction that those two can't cross. So I feel like with that <clears throat> and me being in the industry and doing what I want to do in my art that people don't think is marketable or, you know, that's, not what the industry wants. Um, and you're still gonna end up liking it anyway. Yes. You know. <laughs> Thank you. That resonated. Yeah. I appreciated that. Thanks for sharing. 
I love that. I love that you are embracing your masculinity and femininity and just being androgynous. I think that was what made Prince so successful um, was understanding besides, yeah, besides talent, but just like also you didn't see somebody like him at the time. You didn't see, and I think we're going into that space of like unconvention, like unconvention when it comes to our artistry. You know, you can be, there's a lot of amazing singers out here, but it's like, what can you bring to this to, to this platform? Like we talk about Doja Cat a lot because like she cannot be put in the box, you know? Mm-hmm. She is somebody, she is somebody that she's, as we've seen, she can give you a performance of her song in any type of genre and we will live for it, you know? So it's like, what keeps you still grounded yet us still know that is you? And Beyonce, you know, Beyonce has given us that as well. It's the love of performance too, right? Like it, it is it is the idea of being in love with putting on shows for people. Yes. Um, wanting to engage an audience. You, like an artist is no one if no one um, is there to appreciate the art, right? Like the art exists, but who's there to call it art <laughs> so yeah. if you are putting on performances and you're engaging the public and the public enjoy you um people don't typically do that on accident um right. so you can see the passion in doja she's a weirdo she's always been a weirdo but one yeah. thing about doja is she's gonna turn that motherfucking camera on and she gonna be a weirdo for the people oh. <laughs> okay and we love that um did you do you feel like you have any challenges as somebody that is androgynous in this industry and can you just talk about like any proud moments that you've had throughout this time right now for you in your journey um definitely challenges you know i've been doing this for about officially for five years now so it's been definitely a bumpy road when it comes to just to believe in your craft in general before you even create the music because you can always have the vision in your head but everyone can't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had issues with producers or people that say they will want to work, but you know, of course they think about oh, well it might not work or things like that or having engineers not really believe in your craft and kind of happily doing their job um, because they don't believe in what you're doing. And, uh, unfortunately, it's an unspoken thing, but we all know being queer is like one of those first stamps, um, and queer and black at the same time. So it's like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. but though those were definitely the heights of that. Um, of course, every artist, financial, you know, starving artist, you have to really work hard if you really want something. You gotta, you know, build this up yourself when you're independent. So those are the, I would say any artist will go through those terminals if you don't have an official team already um, or the backing behind it. But when you're dealing with the identity part, it's definitely difficult to have people back you. Um, but I would say the, the, the proudest moments have probably been the last few months. Um, just the support from people. You know, there are a lot of people that talk about numbers and you know that does matter in this in this industry but for me even though I still pay attention to the statistics of everything I still appreciate the love and the support because to me that is gonna that's a universal um statistic statistic sorry because love and the support is going to overgrow all of that no matter what because like you said it's always that one moment or somebody that will make that turn into something else. I would say the proudest moment that has been supporting me on Twitter or Instagram, people that I don't know that will actually buy the, the products 
like I said, I've been doing this for like five years. So watching this happen in the last few months is just something so surreal for me. And it feels right. um, definitely leveled up. And I have to say that they are proud of my work and are, can, can still like this is something that stands for their community. Like that, hearing that, you know, that's something that you hope for. And it's not really guaranteed in the industry. So I'm proud of You've also got like people, you've been getting some awards too. I've been seeing you have like a nominations yes. out, out and about too. So I'm like, we 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 can we could if you want to talk about that, you can. <laughs> and see, that's the thing, like that this is so new to me. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't expect any of that, especially at this time. I'm still, you know, growing. And to have, you know, someone that first of all. I, I want to shout out to Parks Radio for even creating a platform for indie artists to to have a chance to feel appreciated for your work. And yes. whether you're nominated, you're nominated by someone, especially people you don't really know, um, that value your work is, is something that is remarkable at the start of your career or in or any part of your career to have someone recognize is is a blessing. So I, I got nominated for two um and i won two mm -hmm. i won the best video best pop album and to me that is like it, like i said that energy is is everything like it makes you feel like you're on the right path and to have that that love is amazing yes you deserve <clears throat> i deserve i i'm excited go Devin. <laughs> no you go ahead I think we just were ready to just get into the album itself. Yeah. So the, your pro, your most recent project, Glitter on Fire, is what we're going to talk about. Okay. We have been ready to just go into what it is, what it is. And we've been holding ourselves. We've been holding ourselves because I, first of all, to you, I'm just going to single. The way it opens, girl. Stumbled upon, stumbled upon to you. First of all, first of all, you, I found out that you like did everything from scratch, correct? You said that you oh, like yeah. produced, yeah. I produced the beat um, probably, I would say maybe four years ago now. And um, I was, because I had lost my laptop the first time, I had to start from scratch. And I was like, let me just learn my, my PR at the time. He was, um, he was also like my uh, executive producer. He was like, you know, learn some chords, just, you know, play around. And I'm like, okay. So I started from scratch. I played with some chords on my computer base. And I'm still learning, you know, piano, I'm not the best, but I feel like you put your mind so we can make something happen. And I started playing with different samples and um, that they had in the program. And I just threw them on and I started learning song structure and just really like studying how you can create a song by yourself. And then over time, I, that's when I came up with the lyrics and I thought about of other, um, of course, my inspirations. Like I thought about Beyonce, I thought about Prince, I thought about uh, Tina Marie. A lot about a lot of um, old school like songs that just make you feel good and just like want you to like yeah. just dance know, rock and <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, over time I kept I held on to that song for about three years until last year when I moved to New York I was like I need horns on this song because it was not horns on that verse yeah and, <laughs> and the That's funny smart. thing is like no lie like. Um, I love Beyonce to death, but I, I feel like her and I have the same type of ear when we like something. 
I lo- I've always loved horns. Like Michael Jackson, um, uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, like that whole Off The Wall album is literally my life. Um, so the horns, I feel like it's festive. And like, it was hidden before. And my friends, they were like, no, I love this song. And when my friends tell me they like something, because they are very critical, like I am. And yeah. I respect that, because I, I, I don't always like what I do. And if, but if my if I like it and then my friends like it, that's when I know it's, it's there. But I kept going like, no, I can't put this out. I gotta get some horns. So it took me forever to find someone. Like I said, working in this industry when you're queer, it's it's hard to find people to work with you. And um, there was three black men there, and they're also heterosexual, which was mm-hmm. a blessing because you don't always find that that people didn't want to work with you just because of the art. And they were, they were adamant about being on it. Because at first I was like, ah, I don't know. And they were like, sent me some some ideas. And so we went into the studio and I like kind of produced, like they had it in different sections. And I'm like, well, let's put this over here and let's put this over there. And that's what became to you, that, that one take that they did literally became the song. Wow. Here we are. And I almost was this close, y'all. Scratching it. No freaking way. Why? <laughs> because, like, like I said, I was still new and I didn't have that many songs out. And I'm like, people are not gonna understand this. People are gonna think this is quirky. People are gonna think this is weird. They're gonna be like, what the hell is this? Because it's not. I, I've always wanted to create a sound of my own and never wanted to try to replicate what's already hot or what's already out there. Because I feel like once you do that, you're just standing in the line with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And but I also was terrified because I'm like people are probably gonna think this is trash, so it yeah it's it's crazy. No, I I it's the it's the video and it's the song both of those because I, I definitely want to know about the video too. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's 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 a lot. It, it it's it's great, and we just well, want to keep giving you your. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how much of the, uh, the details of the video do you want to share? Like, I want to know what the process of gathering that like what was. It was it conceptually? What was the actual like logistics of production like? Because that's a great video. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well, first, I want to shout out to uh, Rajiv Satin, who is the video director and editor of the video, um, and then the creative director, which is Brock Edmonds, and um, basically. Oh, also the stylist, my my cousin who's a model, uh, Charity Woods. Um, basically, oh, not have to shout out everybody else. Uh, the, <laughs> the choreography um, was by Mikey, um, and the other dancer was Jay Shabby. And basically, you know, uh, uh, my creative director Brock, I've been working with him for like five years, getting to do live shows and things like that. And um, Rajiv did my first music video uh, for Four Leaf Clover, if you guys ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the summer, you know, the pandemic happened. I had just moved to New York. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to shoot this video. And I was like, man, everything's going wrong. But I was like, you know what? We're going to make this happen. So uh, Rajiv and Brock and I got on, got on Skype and we just created a story. Um, at first, I had an idea of what I wanted. I'm very big in my mind, <laughs> don't want to do things that I know I can't afford. But... <laughs> You're like, I need, I need it. What's the budget? None. <laughs> it's not one. I really wanted, what I really wanted to do would be in Arizona or like uh, the Grand Canyon, just these crazy shots. But um, we still kind of made that happen. Um, it, it, and honestly, it turned out better than I thought it would in my head, whether 
you know, budget than that. Um, and that's the thing about it. Like, budget was not as expensive as most videos. And for y'all to enjoy it, it's something that I'm happy about. Um, but that's the thing about Rajiv and Brock. Like, they, they challenged me. Like, there were ideas that I thought that wasn't going to happen. And um, we sat there and made a storyboard on a Skype and kept going back and forth. And then we would pull different pieces. Um, with my cousin as well, we thought about different looks. And um, I, I went back home. I came actually back home to Atlanta to shoot it. And, you know, people think it's in New Orleans. And that's the thing that I'm I, like, crazy. I was like, you Creole. <laughs> Yeah. It was very hot to me. Like, the pace is great. You engage the camera so well. Like this, like it was. So, how many videos have you done in total? Um, I I shot my own video. It was a a, a video for a cover of a Miguel song. I kind of I, I like I said I'm a creator. I love to play in all types of things. I like to be a part of everything, and I created that, and that kind of taught me how to you know, play with the camera and look in the camera or just play with my friends, you know, outside doing little, uh, your, you know, your own little lip syncs and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm um, learning how edits to work and timing and how things hit, um, that kind of, and then working with Rajiv with uh, Four Leaf Clover, this is probably my official first video, I would say. Um, we kind of did that in like, I think 30 minutes. Um, no, about 30 or so. Uh, no, I think we did like four hours online. Uh, <laughs> my girl, no. Um, so, we did like four hours, but learning like cameras and angles and learning my body in the mirror, it mm. kind of taught me. Also watching um, uh, Tyra Banks, um, what's the show? America's Next Top Model. Model. Yeah. Model. Uh, watching that and how they used to be in the, the camera or learning like their face in the mirror, it kind of taught me how to play with cameras and how to tell a story through movement. So mm. like, and working with him, he would definitely challenge you. He'll be like, move faster or um, be slower or like things like that. So from that video, it taught me to be ready for this one. And um, so that's probably you know, about three videos so far. You're you're so, it reads so well. Um, I think that was one of the things that made me um, so impressed is genuinely watching you have so much fun in front of the camera and then to execute skill, um, what looks like effortlessly. So it looks like you've done it several times. It's just, it was really a pleasure. I think um, I definitely encourage our audience to both listen to you and um, who to you, and then also watch the video. Um, and I almost want to tell y'all to watch the video first. Ooh. I, I saw the video before. I, I, I seen it first. I seen the video on Instagram uh, first. It's and I was, fun. it was definitely Beyonce. I literally immediately went to Deja Vu. I literally went to, it was the energy in the video for me. It was just the, 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 it was, it made me like, first of all, the what, uh, oh, oh, I was like, I was, it was catchy. It was very catchy. It was something that I can yell and just, you know, where I'm at. You know, I, when I hear that part, I know what song is about to come on. I know what, what, what it is. And I think it was something that was very um, unique. And I, I appreciate I don't see that many um, queer men in artistry besides like, you know, uh, Tadric Hall and Eminike, but like, I don't see us in spaces being ourselves, you know, being just like whatever, whoever I want to be. If I want to have uh, rhinestones, if I, I want to have that, if I want to have my heel, if I want to have crop, I, I love seeing that because it makes me feel, the video is more free. And yes. when I was watching it, I just felt like you were just like, put, 
turn the music on and then go. <laughs> it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like um a gimmick. It doesn't feel yeah. forced. Um, it doesn't even feel like pushed or exaggerated in any way. It genuine like it just fits so naturally. And I think um it's so easy to watch that video and see you as a credible artist and also be entertained. Like you don't become a joke and you don't become right. something that people want to like, you know, pick up to put down. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, like, and I'm going to be here to stay, right? Like, I'm I'm putting this door for this is the avenue that I'm going to be in. If I even if I have to create some form of it, and I'm going I'm going to get your attention with my authentic self. But I'm going to keep you here with the talent. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Listen, we let's get into the project itself. So, how did you come up with the title of your EP, Glitter on Fire? The funny thing is, I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm in my head. Well, the first thing is, fire has always been an element I've been obsessed with since I was little. But then I, and then it also correlates with my, of course, my um, zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like because I'm super passionate about what I do, fire is like the element that I can resonate with. I also love the phoenix. So fire has always been around me because I thought about naming it Phoenix. I thought about naming all these other names, but then I I thought about like glitter, like how and I love glitter, like literally. I I used to like throw glitter on me before I went. To work. <laughs> Bam, <laughs> bam. <laughs> yeah. And like I just always I was like you know like um back in like the legends used to always wear outfits that were glittery and just shiny all the time. And I always thought, like, if you're a star, you're supposed to glitter. And, like, you know, and I felt like um, I, I was just, my, my co-worker at the time at my old job, she was like, you know, you should really brand Glitter on Fire. Like, that is literally you. That's who you are. Like, yeah. you're super flamboyant and dramatic, but you're super fiery and aggressive when you do things. And I'm like, that is, like, a great correlation. So shout out to Audrey um, Everett, because... She made me really realize like that phrase really is who I am as an artist and a person. And, you know, the glitter represents, you know, the femininity, the dramatics and the over the top. But then the fires, the passion, the aggressiveness, and like I said, the androgynous humanity. And so I felt like this project, all the songs are given those moods of like, you know, their vibes, but then they're also like bops. But there's also the like this undertone of like soul and aggressiveness, but it's still pop. Because yeah. so. that to you is definitely um, a super pop uh, song with like R&B vibes, but the I love an R&B hit. <laughs> and, uh, there's one song, I wonder if you can guess what I'm saying it is. Um, there's one song on there that was like, I was like, oh, this is my R&B chart song. Like, this is this is the one I want to hear on the R&B radio station. Do you know which one I mean? I feel like it's right. <laughs> hey, I was like, yes! <laughs> <The vocals. laughs> I was like, I'm going to do my makeup. Listen to this EP. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute! <laughs> and it's like, you get to the vocals at the end, and I was like... <laughs> we don't know what you said but it's okay <laughs> oh jesus thank you guys you're welcome no thank you um i wanted to know more about how that song came about um hi so much emotion um and such a, a good use of your vocals um you obviously use them in such different ways throughout the entire ep but um it was 
it was the passion behind them that told me that that was an R&B song. I was like, mm-hmm. I, nah, I may not be able to play every R&B song out here, but I know that. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> um, well, the, the, the funny thing is, like, I was at home. Um, well, I was living with my mom at the time. And I actually had a haircut appointment that I had to go to. And I was just playing around, listening to different beats, just to figure out like what is going to hit me. Because I'm, like I said, I'm super critical and I can't just like anything. And when something hits me, like I get stuck to it. And I heard the, the instrumental of it. Um, the producer is um, called Cheap Limousine. And um, he's also a producer of Greenlight. Um, go! <laughs> you got the green light? <laughs> So that, so I found the beat and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling something like, I don't know what it is. So I said, like, let me just turn on my mic and just like freestyle whatever melody that comes in my head. And so I was just going and like, sometimes you really do have that destructive genius that just literally like, you can like, like, you know how people jam out in a jam session with, with a guitarist or like, or they're just chilling with friends and they're like coming up with, with rhymes yeah. or whatever. I was just flowing like this melody that just kept going. And then over time, I, I found the words, like I was thinking about what is this song saying to me? Like in the way that the progressions was going, I was thinking about like riding in the car and I always, and I also, I've always felt like I wasn't the greatest writer. Um, and I wanted to push myself. And I also wanted to prove to myself that I could create an R&B song. Cause mm. I think people were so used to me just doing pop music and just being in one place. And I felt like I, that's not who I am. I wanted to really like have a record that I can be like, yo, this this is good. And I want to challenge myself vocally because sometimes I'm really brash and I'm all over the place and I want to be loud and I want to do all these tricks. But even though there are tricks in the song, but I wanted it to be like real and I wanted it to mm-hmm. be refined and I wanted it to be something that was classic mm-hmm. and that I could listen to and be like, yo, I can ride in the car to this. Mm-hmm. And hear this over and over and that's what came up with that's how i came up with the lyrics i'm like let's talk about that let's talk about a journey let's talk about mm. if i am in the car with somebody that i, I love or i want to like be with you know i want it to feel like i'm on a ride i want to feel like i'm in love with them and there's a journey going and that's i literally came up with this song. i actually was super late to my haircut appointment because i was stuck on that song and i had to get it out and uh, of course at the time i was single but that's mm-hmm. what i was feeling and I, I wanted that. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that that those two songs really jumped out at me. Now I, I so much so that I made sure to tell Devry. Yes. I, I I love hearing the story behind how my favorite songs were uh, were created, and I, yeah. I definitely wanted to make sure I gave you more flowers on. Thank on you. Both of like, yeah. if you gonna walk away today, you gonna know them two shit. My them my yeah. That's my shit. Okay. I yeah, I definitely um, to you and B is B is mine. Um, I'm curious too. What so what made you choose B as a video? What made you choose that? And also, it was very. It was like an interlude correct it was very so what made you go on that route with b because i was like i need more <laughs> i need perform extended version of the next project and i'm like we'll see we will yes. see um the thing about b is like it was something like like i said i love erica badu um also i love kimbra i love and sponge like they have this 
like every world of sound where it's like you can't even classify what it is and it's just like this experience and i felt like the the beat itself was like i was listening to it and i'm like i don't know where i'm at i feel like i'm in space or like some some planet but it's, it's taking me there and the way that the beat was hitting was giving me like these hip-hop pockets mm-hmm. and it, it made me want to play with like my uh, cadence of how I sing. Like I wanted to like, even though I'm not a rapper, I never will be. Um, <laughs> I like to, if, um, you know, just find different elements of sound. Like, you know, some of how I'm singing, it is kind of like a, a hip hop rap type of cadence, but the, there is this R&B, but also um, whimsical vocal that's coming in. And it, for some reason, at that time, I was thinking about a person. <laughs> that, that music comes from that. I, I wouldn't name you. Literally the whole EP is from, like, a nigga. <laughs> and, and that song itself, like, I I feel like most people do with, whether it's five different people who say they to you, but somehow we never click or link the, the, the relationship. You always wonder, like, what, what's it going to be? Like, what you going to do? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Come in, you come out, then you hear, then one moment you disappear. Like, and I'm like, what's it gonna be? Like, what, what what are we doing? And I feel like the reason I wanted to make it an interview is because it's it's an ongoing question. It's like, mm. what is it gonna be? Like, you never really know with the situation. So I feel like it makes you want to go back to the song, and that's the same question that you're always gonna have: what is it gonna be? That's yeah. why it, it makes people loop to the song, and I actually love it. It's kind of it's but like fucked up at the same time. It's hypnotic. What wow. the thing about me was very hypnotizing. Yes, that's yeah, why I, I wanted it to be the way it was. That's how y'all do, because that's what freaking Victoria Monet did with uh, Big Boss. I play that over oh. and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> like, I never get enough of Big Boss. Yeah, and it, it, it seems like it just, if you loop it, if you repeat it, it just sounds like it's perfect. Like it does not need to stop because it has no, it has a continuancy about it. Yes. It's the same way every single time. Yeah, I I never, and I sometimes, I'm in there, I used to, I hate interludes on certain projects. I, I do, and I will name, I, I hate interludes, but B was something I was like, okay, what's that? You know what it is for me, interludes, are like the glue for a story for me. Like I love interludes because I love I love projects that tell a full story mm-hmm. or at least that can string together songs that have a commonality to make them a story. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I know that we're like in a singles culture. Um. Which mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna try to not to sound like an old ass when I uh when <laughs> I criticize singles culture. But I mean, you lose the art of storytelling. So I always appreciate any artist who is so so much of an artist that their um, interest is building a project that is cohesive and that actually hits people in an emotional way in a journey. Yes, that's always my goal, literally. Because I feel like if you don't listen to a project, I I need to feel like I'm stepping into your world and that whatever you have to say, I'm going to leave out of it and want to come back into that experience. What did Beyonce say? The the girls aren't making albums anymore. Not. <laughs> but it's yeah. true. Listen, I'm I'm an advocate. I'm one of those. I, I'm probably an old head too because I, I experiencing music back in the day was really like experiencing music. You really didn't even care about who they were dating and who they were talking to. 
Like you want to feel the art and you want to feel like the artist. You want to be in their world and like it's a mystery. You like you want to know why did you do this and, and I relate to this and like you want to stay. I mean, we came here for music. It's the music industry. And I feel like if it's not about that, then what do we do? Yeah. I, I think I definitely agree with that. I think when I take albums, projects more seriously, when I can like listen to it and I, I want a journey, I want to be able to be like, I can't even get past this first song because like I'm already like into it. And then I go to the next song and it's like this track that just like, it sounds like a whole project yeah. and not an album of singles, which I appreciate with um, artists is Ooh. I needed to seem like this is a this project is like wrapped sealed bowed together like everything has its intentions and i think that's what and i go back to hotels because that to me that that album is something even the interludes on it makes sense because the interludes go into the song or make sense with that specific song so i appreciate that it sets the tone for how you consume the project um, because I know that there are certain when an album has shifts, when when it is driven by its interludes and you can feel whether it be the topic of the album or just the overall sentimental shift, um, you start then picking like, oh, I'm in this particular mood. Let me go listen to this part of the album. Like I yeah. might go and listen to the, you know, last three songs in um, Tiana Taylor did it. Juice Box. Exactly. With her most her most recent project, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you like I want I I I want to listen to this artist, but I want to feel this type of way. Let me listen to these three right. songs real quick, like these right. two songs. You know what I mean? It really yeah. does direct, and that's that's creating um, it's creating an experience for your listener. You really do get to guide them, like you kind of you shape their experience. That shit is dope. Like fuck it, that that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I know that you're. Oh, sorry, Devin. It was no, breaking really. up. Oh, I, it was. It's always, it's always weird with Zoom that you can't. You like literally are like. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but so I know your album dropped um, during COVID, and I want to know how did COVID impact your music or your artistry? Even though you did drop the album, said, and you also had a listening party, which I was like, shout out to you for actually being able to do that with safe mm-hmm. proximities and you know precautions and all that. But how was how has that affected your artistry? Um, I would say, I, I, I believe it was a help. Honestly, um, I feel like even <laughs> even down to financially, to be honest, um, yeah. I feel like it made more more attention. Like because everyone is at home, everyone is way more on social media than before because you really can't go to social settings as much. And really, most people are at home and they are on their phone, um, and, which is why people are going kind of crazy. But. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, it was helpful to get it circulated, uh, especially in our community um, and then to other communities because, every, like I said, everyone is paying attention more to content and they want to be stimulated. And I feel like, I mean, I've, I've never received these numbers or like much people paying attention to me as before. Um, and, you know, you could be talented all day, but it's really about the engagement and people seeing what's going on. And I feel like it impacts very well and positive um only thing is i wish that i was able to be in venues um to be more in front of people so they can get the real deal and and people that didn't see you on social media get the chance to see you um and that's probably the one little hit of it all Mm -hmm. um i did have a listening party was more of an intimate setting but i i felt it it was great to have because i haven't performed in like over a year 
So it was great to have that. But then feeling the energy was very authentic. Like you could tell if somebody ain't rocking, <laughs> you could tell like, ah, it ain't, it, it, it. but everyone yeah. really positive and the reaction was great. Um, oh, and to piggyback up off of making the video for B, um, which I showed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I chose that song because it was completely different from every other song. And I, I wanted to give a chance to show that people, show people that I have other elements to offer on the EP. Um, and I, also the song is just, like I said, it's mesmerizing. And I wanted to show a different side, a more calm and just more artistic side of myself and more more toned down so people can understand that this isn't just one little gimmick happening. So much yes. intention behind your artistry that's certainly recommendable. Like I, I really, uh, I said, there's so much intention behind your uh, your artistry. Yes, like I, commendable I, is what I'm. I just, I just always wanted to be real and not to like. I always feel like if you're authentic and really have a, a purpose for what you're doing, it's gonna hit somebody regardless. But when you're like doing it just for like you know, views or to to go viral, it's I feel like it's never gonna stand the test of time. Jeffrey and I just had that conversation. Um, we actually have that conversation relatively often. Um, <laughs> just about how you, you know, when you do seek to do something for some arbitrary reason, um, I mean, you just don't put the same effort into it and you don't chase after the things that are gonna bring you lasting success or even just like real benefits, right? Like, and people can sense that. They can sense when yeah. you're pandering or when you're trying to give them some like bullshit versus something that they actually enjoy yeah i think yeah we we want that we believe that is something that keeps people entertained and that's what people keeps people in certain uh, fields that they're in is when you can tell when somebody loves what they're doing or is putting in the have love and passion, like experimentation. Like I love people when people experiment. I love when people try things that are out of their comfort zone because then once they um, like it, then they can add that to their palate, you know? Right. So like with B, you try something different. Now you're like, okay, I can do this. People are receptive of it. Let me get, let me, let me put this in my pocket just in case yeah. I want to spice things up. So it's really, yeah, when people experiment, I, I, I wanted to know if it felt weird for you to say uh, that you've gotten a lot of benefits from the pandemic as far as your um, your music career is going so far. Does that feel strange to you to say that? Um, Honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like God works in the most crazy ways. And this is one of the most crazy ones. I feel like, not to say it's the benefit of myself, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, energy is energy and I feel like People, some people have benefited in things because of, uh, of the situation that's going on. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, there have been terrible things that happen as well. But I feel like the energy you carry, whatever situation is going to work out for you somehow. Yeah, um, I agree. I feel like it is weird because it is kind of like... <laughs> no, it's... Without COVID, it's like, will people really be checking? Or... It's like, would it really? Would I still be like under this rock trying to climb up out of it because there are so uh, so many other talented people and so many other things that people are intrigued by? Um, what people really have seen. So it's really I, weird. I, I don't because I will never know if it would be the same. You can never go back in time. Correct. And here's the thing. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to set you up with that question. Um, but I know that that's a question that people have 
I know that that's been in people's minds because I'm one of the people who I said last year, like, I know that a lot of people have died because of this pandemic, but um, I was blessed not to be um, adversely affected by it in the same ways. Um, mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, we have had so much more creative liberty and time with the podcast as a result of the pandemic yeah. and people are at home. They're listening to podcasts and people are interested in and in being entertained in new ways since they can't go outside. So this is naturally a, a good time for people to find out that they're good at things that they didn't know they're good at or to see success in things that they wouldn't, that people would not normally have been slowing down enough to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I also had made an, uh, a point earlier at the beginning of the pandemic that um, in any situation where someone loses, someone else wins. And that's always going to be the case. And not really anything you can do about that. It's just kind of like divine layout. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I definitely understand that this has been um, a blessing for you in many unanticipated uh, ways. So yeah. shout out to you for that. You. Um, I wanted to know um, if you have any upcoming projects. Um, right now, honestly, I, I wanted to really embark on this EP um, because I feel like there's so many, literally every song literally stands on its own. Um, and I really want to put a lot of time and quality into this project and, and prolong it to where it's really my brand. Um, because I feel like, you know, EP's putting out multiples is nice because it keeps people's attention, but I feel like you know, and, and some music does stand the test of time, but I feel like being an independent artist, it is important to like stand on that one project for a minute because even major artists stand on an album for about a year or two sometimes. And they want to yeah. every song. If the songs are hitting, people are going to continue to pay attention. And I feel like with me still growing as a new artist, I, I want to really like push this EP as far as I can. Um, my goal is to have a couple more music videos um, to showcase the range of visually, and but also showcase all the other songs because a lot of people have found me through to you, and um, I'm grateful because I love that song and it's my baby, and um, I hope it's still growing slowly, but it's gonna make it somewhere. But with, with that being said, I know people love other songs on the EP, and my next goal is to have a, a new single, another video to drive people and a different audience because you know every song is different. Yeah, and, um, and I want to also do live performances, um, performances um, to showcase that I'm a, a true performer. You know, I love to sing in the studio. And I love to make videos, but the stage is literally like that's my home for real, for real. And I want to showcase that it's not just all recording and, and you know lights and cameras and stuff. It's really yeah. like it's coming from me. And um, hopefully by the end of this year, I mean, we don't know because the vaccine situation is here. Hopefully we'll be somewhere in a venue. But other than that, I just want to create so much more. And then hopefully either extend this project, add more songs to it, um, or eventually create a new project. So, But right now we're making this fire like burn. (laughs) Right until the wheels fall off. Do you think you'll give us a video for every song on the EP? Honestly... That would be a great goal. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would love to try to create um, a bigger story, like maybe hopefully try to find a way to make a a visual, like, like, journey. 
Yeah. Um, I always love those. Like we always love those. Yes. Um, and I, I love storytelling. Like I, I used to write stories that nobody would read. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, in my head, I have like this, I'm just a real character when I play around. Like, you know, I'm a kid at heart. So I feel like I could do a lot visually with my songs and more than people would expect. Um, also, sound-wise, like if I do extend it, it might be something that's bigger than what I expected to be. But um, I, I would say because I already have B into you. That's what three, four more songs that I would yeah, have. Yeah, four to more. Have. Yeah. Um, my goal is to shoot three more videos, so it might end up. <laughs> I just want Ryan. He's like, if you need some creative directors, you want. But I know what listen, I want. Listen, what song did you pick? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to y'all first. I'm gonna give it to y'all first because I I really love y'all. That is the next goal um for a video. Um, Yay! Y'all hear it first um, on the podcast. Lord, I'm like scoop. It's definitely it, it, it's it's hot. I yeah. like it. it's definitely something I want to get me. Yeah, I need you to just go to a tennis court and just perform. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if shit. Halley, you, if Cole and Halley can do it, baby. Maybe if that's what you gotta do. You need to pull up on Instagram Live. I'm, you, and I'm, I'm trying to like plan things out because I'm like yeah. a independent, but you know, with my team like Rajiv and Brock, they they're pretty much like I am. We make things happen. We like. Because in the real industry, people do things that at times that you wouldn't expect people to do them, or yeah. like a lot of crazy chaos that you're making it happen anyway. So we're kind of like on tip. We're like, it doesn't matter what we got to do. Let's figure this out. Um, so hopefully, my goal is by at least March, where I have a couple more content to, yeah. to give um, live and music video wise. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna make it happen. I can't wait to see it. I love um, I I do have uh, just one more question for you okay. because you I see you manifesting on Twitter every day. I see you um, speaking great things over your life. I, every single time I see it, I'm like, yes, you love to see it. Um, I want because this is something that we like to do on the podcast. Um, I want to ask you what is an accomplishment that you expect to achieve that will make you say like, even though we never really feel like we made it, like wow. I really made it like I, I'm at least on the path like you know Woo. um I think the one that will really solidify for me um well there's two there's one of a a, a dream and then there's one that is that could truly be well they both could be reality um but in general I would love to just be recognized by um a, a figure that will really take me on and embark in my, my my craft and really take it seriously and try to create a, not try, but really create a legacy um, and start, at least to be able to start it. You know, I feel like someone that would just give me the opportunity to really work hard at it because I feel like, not feel, but I know that I will put my all into it because this is all I think about every day. Yes. Um, it's the reason why I wake up. Um, but opposite of that, but in the same regards, if Miss Carter <laughs> ever, <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't give her team like one thing, even if her team likes something or they will. whatever. 
I will know that this is what I came for. Like this is this is why I'm here because the it's the the drive that I have. Like definitely no, because Beyonce stands talent. I stand talent. Every Beyonce knows talent. When she sees that you've got it. It's happening. I also appreciate that you you do something that I found myself doing over the last year. Um, when you use language that doesn't precisely put you where you want to be, you immediately correct it, um, which is, I think, a great sign of of putting yourself on a self manifested like path. Like you're right there. Like yeah. like I don't think I don't feel I I know, I know. Fact that okay. like, you know claim yeah. it name it claim it. Because it's like, you know, word, I, I've learned that over time, and there are times I said things I shouldn't have said, and it actually manifested. Like, yes. words are the most powerful tools in the universe. It is, they are. You know, the fact that language exists and we can understand it itself, that lets you know that words are magical and your, your intentions, like, you may think something will happen, even the things that you want, because they, they're also success is scary as, as well. So it's like on your journey, it's like the things that you do and the things that you say will, will come back around. And I'm, I try to make sure that like I am in tune with that because your subconscious doesn't know what's real or fake. Yes. So yeah. Oh my I, God. I agree. Um, I love it. Um, I forgot to ask you this in the beginning, but I wanted to close out on asking you, what does Black Boy Joy mean to you? Mm. Uh, well, black joy to me is having the inner child of yourself always there um, and realizing that you are happiness. Like, you know, of course we have all the emotions and we have different channels, but at the end of the day, like it's about that's your soul inside and what you embody. Um, you know, people can make you upset and things can happen, but it's like your overall tone and your own your own bubble, your own aura is 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 what you can exude to other people. And being a black boy, you know, of course, we know the story time and time again. Black people are seen as aggressive, or we can't be in different boxes. We're always just in this one little category of person. But I feel like being a black boy and having joy, it it defies all of that. It shows that you can be any type of person. Whether you want to be a nerd, whether you want to be, you know sassy, whether you want to be dramatic, whether you want to be, you know, more coy, more subtle, all of that is your joyness. Like you could, you can just literally be who you want to be and, and exude that without having to go by society standard of what a black boy is supposed to be. And um, also for me personally, black boy joy is literally being whimsical and free and not caring about what people have to say. Yes. We love that. We always ask our guests that because this is what we're on a platform for us to always remind ourselves and others um, that what Black Boy Joy means and that it can be different across all spectrums. So thank you. Um, I do not. Before you. <laughs> it's the creep. It's the creep for me. Devin, what's going on? I just, I don't want to end today without asking you guys if you're going to watch the verses tonight. Is it? Either of you know that that was happening tonight? No. On the 21st of January at 8 o'clock. I didn't know they they pushed it again. 
Yeah, what day did you think it was going to be? I, never. They oh, already can't, I thought it was canceled. I hope I didn't make it up. I was told via Twitter. No, I got to Google shit first. But I was told via Twitter that that shit was happening today at 8 p.m. You know, third time's a charm, hopefully. But you, it's like the boy that cried wolf. Y'all said it was supposed to happen twice. Yeah, and that then, second time was it for me. <laughs> right. So, I mean. I was just like, it ain't happening. So, yeah. That's what the people say. I mean, it might be happening. I will be tuning in here and there, but um, it's on live. It's on Instagram live. The production is reversed, so. Okay. <laughs> it's The production is what backwards. Because yep, here we go. Um, when Yep, tonight, 5 p.m. Uh, PT, 8 p.m. ET. That's right. I ain't making it up. I told y'all I ain't lying. Well, I hope the girls get their um, flowers. I hope the girls get it. <laughs> I'm going to be working out. I, I'm about to work out as soon as we're done with this. <laughs> you have to notice. I don't blame you, honey, because I just found out today. So, and, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably turn it on in the background, you know, but I, it, when you keep saying something that's supposed to happen and it doesn't happen. And also, there, it hasn't had the the public the pubbing that it had as the first one. So, yeah. I think that is the issue for me as well. Like, the second one I heard through ear. And then I think the day of or the day before they canceled it. So, then today, I didn't even know that they moved it to today. So, I think this is Ashanti's fault. I actually think Ashanti is who we have to blame for that. Not okay, we can't confirm that. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, well, the she, first one she is. Yeah, she, she did it. have if, if COVID. If she had done what she was supposed to do the first time, we wouldn't even be at a third. We wouldn't have been at a second. So it is her fault, ultimately. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't care what you say. She shouldn't have been out here in uh, Jamaica, <laughs> in Dubai. Up in an entirely different continent. So she did too much. <laughs> like Kenya, she did too much. So love you, Ashanti, but that's your fault. But yeah. um, I, that's all. I just want to know if y'all are watching it or not. I mean, it'll be in the background. <laughs> I'm gonna get a nap. I gotta do it overnight tonight. <laughs> oh, come on, let's do that. But um, thank you. Like I said, Warren, we really appreciate you being on here. We hope our listeners, which we uh, assume they will, because you are creative, they will listen to your music immediately after. What um, platforms would you want people to follow you on um, on our show? Yes, um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Warren Dumas. That's W-U-H-R-Y-N-U-M-A-S. The S is silent. Thank you. And um, also, you can go to my website, warrendumai.com, for all of my content. Yes. And like we always say, if you would like to continue conversation with us on our platforms, you can hit me up on my Instagram and Twitter at underscore Lord Every. That is underscore L-O-R-D-E-V-E-R-Y. You guys know that you can follow me on Instagram at Derwin King. That's D-E-R-W-I-N-K-I-N-G. And on Twitter at Free Negro. That's F-R-E-E-N-E-C-R-E-A-U-X. And if you would like to continue the conversation on the podcast platform, you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at That Black Boy Joy. And also, if you would like to write in and be a guest on the show, you can hit us up at That Black Boy Joy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post all of our audio and visuals of the podcast that we've had um, in the past and current. Um, so check that out as well. And like we always say, please be so in love with who you are.